0: Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to
1: hear. I invite you to remain standing for the reading of gospel. Chapter, Luke, chapter 3. The people were waiting expectantly, and all were wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come and the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, his winnowing fork, and his hand to clear his threshing floors and to gather the wheat in his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. When all the people were baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened up and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love and you who I am well pleased with. The word of God for the people of God.
0: Once upon a time, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Once upon a time, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) Good introductions to famous stories catch us where we are and invite us into the story. Good stories become more than just stories. Or at least more than just one story. There's different threads that you can pick up, different narratives. Good stories and good storytellers use many different techniques or symbols or tactics to try and get their point across. And they do this so that no matter where you are, no matter what you're bringing to the story, you can enter into something deeper, something bigger, something richer than yourself. Good storytellers employ these different tactics so that we can remember where we are where we're going the gospel writers are such storytellers but only if we take a moment to catch our breath to slow down and look at the different types of stories that are being expressed and told each one of the stories is full of its own surprises This short segment of verses that we read from Luke's Gospel today, I think, has three different stories running throughout it. The first one I would call the Messiah story. In this story, Jesus is a person with amazing powers who can change the weather, who can feed the hungry and heal the sick. But these powers aren't just visual signs of his deeper power to free people from political oppression and spiritual bondage. In the Messiah story, Jesus takes on and defeats the evil powers of the world and dazzles everyone from disciples to demons to rulers like Herod and Pilate. In the Messiah story, Jesus is the conqueror who wins, And the Messiah story reaches its climax on the road to Jerusalem when Jesus asks Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter responds, you are the Messiah. But the Messiah story comes with its own set of surprises. It's a big surprise that Jesus comes from Nazareth, which roughly translates as Jesus comes from Nowheresville, Arkansas. My apologies to those from Arkansas this morning. It's a mystery why Jesus repeatedly tells everyone to keep his true identity a secret. And it's curious that he takes so long to make his way to Jerusalem, where it seems like that's where everything is going to go down anyway. And just at the point where the Messiah story, story one, reaches its climax, story two begins. I might call story two the suffering story. Because it's about conflict with Jerusalem, with the authorities, with the Romans, and with death. And the surprise is that the Son of God isn't going to crush his adversaries in this final scene. On the contrary, Jesus is the one who is crushed. The Son of God, despised, rejected, acquainted with grief, the tragic figure who loses. From time to time, we get glimpses of that tradition of the suffering servant in the Old Testament. But it's clear that no one was putting bets on the Messiah becoming the sufferer. So we spend the whole gospel waiting to see if Jesus is ever going to get himself out of this jam. So are the disciples. They want to know Jesus is going to redeem himself, to redeem all of Israel. And it doesn't look like that until the very end, when those witnessing said truly, This was the Son of God. Suffering story number two. But then there's also story three. Story three is a cosmic story beyond our understanding, beyond our apprehension. There's an extra dimension in the gospel which reveals that Jesus who is initially celebrated and later crushed, is able to triumph over death and return. And the cosmic story shows Jesus as the one who is able to unlock the door between life and death, between heaven and earth, between the already and the not yet. And Jesus becomes for us the way that we are able to receive God's presence. And we see that in story three, this cosmic story, when the Spirit of God descends like a dove from heaven, that there is something beyond our understanding. In the Messiah story, Jesus walks through water and reminds us of Moses crossing the Red Sea. We have John the Baptist who reminds us of Elijah. We have the signs here in Luke's Gospel of the Messiah story, but then in story two, the suffering servant, we hear the words beloved son reminding us of the call to death, but we have in you I am well pleased, the very place where God speaks and gives us the language to deal with our own grief and suffering, and in baptism we put to death those ways of life and are invited into Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection. But even here in these short verses in Luke's gospel, there's the cosmic story, the mention of the dove, the Holy Spirit, the hovering over the waters, just as in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And in the beginning, God spoke into the formless void, and the Spirit of God swept over the dark waters. That's the heaven and the earth speaking. That's about as cosmic as it gets. It happens fast, and if we're not paying attention to the stories, we'll miss all of them, the Messiah, the suffering, and the cosmic. So here's our question today. Why is it that we assume that only one story applies to us? Why is it that we try and appropriate just the Messiah story when things are going well, or just the suffering story when things aren't going so well, or just the cosmic story when we need that extra boost in life? We approach it from different places. And good storytellers remind us that we can all approach success and happiness, joys and failures, setbacks and sufferings, ...as part of being created in the image of God. But the reality is we don't tell that truth enough. We meet people who are living story two... ...who feel despised, who feel rejected, acquainted with grief. But we think that we're supposed to be living story one all the time. And so we become immune at going to God or others with our problems... So many people want to tout their success or their triumphs that they forget the road of pain and grief it took to get there. Because we all want to stop with the Messiah. But the Messiah story is not the beginning. It is not the ending. It is the entry point by which we find meaning and life and hope. Because story two happens, and story three happens, and story one happens, and pretty much everyone I know is somewhere in between those three stories. You've had glimpses of the glory of the cosmic beauty of life. You've known the moments in the eyes of a child, or a sunrise, or a gesture of forgiveness or music, but only to be followed by tears of silence and wonder and praise. And we find all three stories in the moments of life where we become most vulnerable. And so we have to wonder which story fits our life. Is it story one, the Messiah, where everything is going to be great? Is it story two, where everything is going to be sorrow? Is it story three, where everything is going to be in another world not rooted in our present? Or are we going to enter and to the place where all three come together, in the water and in the word. God is telling us three stories at once, not just through Jesus, but through your life as well. And if we listen to the stories that God is writing in our lives, then we will hear afresh, even when it means that we have to acknowledge that we forgot our own story. Because it happens from time to time. We'll forget our path, we'll forget our way, we'll forget the story, we'll forget the deeper meaning, and we'll need something to remind us and to refresh us. Several years ago, I had the honor of giving some Chinese Christians a tour around Atlanta and some various places of worship to share our best practices as churches, what we did well. And I thought, well, isn't this great? They've come to hear what I have to say. But when I took time to listen to what they were saying, I realized that the persecution we face here is nothing like the persecution that people face in other places. Now I have a practice when I go into places of worship, that I practiced when I was preparing to be in ministry, when I became a minister, when I was guest preaching at various churches throughout seminary. I'd always find the sanctuary, and I'd come to the altar... And brush right by and go to the pulpit and imagine the opportunities I would have to stand out and change people's minds from that place of power. And so when I gave these Chinese Christians a tour of the sanctuary, I walked them to the front of the church. I walked them to the altar and I started to walk up the chancel to the pulpit while they started to walk over to the corner where the baptism font was. And as I turned to look, they were taking pictures by a place that was so small and so insignificant that I wondered what was going on. And then I remembered my baptism, and I remembered my place in God's church, and I remembered for a second that the baptism waters are more important than birth certificates. Where we come from as children of God is more important than where we come from in this world. And that forgetfulness of power, of prestige, when we turn those places of power into places of bullying or antagonism or pastors who want to preach hellfire and brimstone and forget our baptism, well, we need remembering. And as we sat at the beginning of a new year, perhaps you need remembering too. You're invited to come as you are led by the Spirit, not by the ushers, To come and place your hands in this water over which we give thanks, to feel the life that it has, the life that it gives, to know that there is something special about that water that is for us, that water that we can see and touch that symbolizes something that we cannot see and we cannot touch, and that is the grace of God that is already at work in our lives. If it's at work in our lives, then surely it must be at work in others' lives as well. So we are here to celebrate the story in the beginning, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. But in the beginning was God. And the Word was God. And the Word was with God. And He was with God in the beginning. And without Him, nothing came into being. The waters of baptism invite us to go from our places of power And our places of privilege, until the places where God's Spirit is already at work in this world. As people who have received that grace, where God's grace is already working amongst us, that good and pleasing thing. So as you go out into this world, go with the blessing. Remember your baptism and be thankful. And may the peace of Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our arms and may the love of God, the peace of Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www. SSUMC.org. Until next time, may God bless you.